Well, hello everyone and welcome to the great new podcast. It's called I Only Do One Take. Fresh. <laughs> very, very fresh. I'm here with the grouse. Uh, by the way, do you know my cousins in Perth? Um, they didn't know what the word grouse means. So apparently it's a Melbourne thing. But I'm here with the grouse, awesome, Turchirelli, also known as Turch, Turchy Face, Turch McFace and Turch. All three at once. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> and I'm here with the with the lovely Kieran. <laughs> I'm not lovely. <laughs> Insult me. <laughs> Too early for that, mate. Let me have another PR. Let's see how we go. It sounds good. <laughs> so this is the first podcast. Uh, that's what we call it these days. That's what the youth calls it. You know, I think we were going to do a vlog, but you know, I didn't want to be filmed. Well, that's that's coming up next. Yeah. As long as we get $10,000 on our Patreon account, then we'll start doing the video. How about that? All right. Sounds great. <laughs> you set that up. <laughs> if you'd like to donate <laughs> to... It only... It, we only do... What, what are we called? It's only, only one take. only do one take. We're, we only do one take. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell? Professional people. Professional. <laughs> so, Kieran... We're having a bit of a chat before we started this about some of your students today. Oh, right. That's right. Now, <laughs> <laughs> before we start the serious <laughs> things, I, I just wanted to, okay, so I've, I've got a slight promotion for a month where I'm, I'm the big boss. I'm not the boss boss, but yeah. you know, I'm the boss of the students and that's never happened to me before. And the incompetence of these students of not being able to... Uh, not being able to read. I, I don't want to say read. I drew, I I took screenshots, circled things in big red like text or on paint and said, this is how you access the quiz. Yep. If you have an issue, like send me a screenshot so I can see what the problem is. And non, not, no joke, the, the quiz is due in like two days time. The emails I've been getting today, I can't access the quiz. How do you access the quiz? It's it's bloody there. It's there. It's uh, you, you log in. It's on the front page. I've taken photos of how to do it with text explanation. If it, if it makes you feel any better, in a in a previous role that I had, I had to uh, I got called up by one of the managers, and she said, uh, "Turch, come over here. I want to want to show you something really important." I'm like, "Ah, oh, fuck! I've just I've done something wrong." Let's fix it up. And she's looking at a piece of paper with the word interviews on it and it's in a it's in portrait. Mm-hmm. So, and she goes, looks at me and goes, I want it. And she turns it 90 degrees to landscape and goes, I want it like this. And I went, you just... You just turned it? You've, you've you, got you it? Know, yeah, yeah. You want, you, want it, you, want, you want it in landscape. Like, yeah, I don't know how to do that. This woman was paid far too much money. Works for the government. Oh, sadly. <laughs> and she's got people. that She she employs people. She creates jobs. Oh. That's what it's all about. Creating jobs. That's what she did. Let's, let's not That's what that. I did today by referring everyone to IT. Let's not give her that much credit. <laughs> creating jobs is what it's all about. Is it not what it's all about? Well, speaking of creating jobs, apparently you've got a nice little news article for us. Oh, I do indeed. Actually, topical. It came out today. Is this about the neo-Nazi furries? Because I almost bought that one in. Oh, really? No, oh, the, the neo-Nazi furries. Yeah, it's on channel. It was on uh, what's it called? news.com. Oh, yeah. good article. I'd already read it somewhere else, but I decided against that one. But go on. What have you got for us today? 
Okay, well, two two stories, uh, and I guess we should tell the listeners. Oh, well, give us a gist of two, the, of the uh, of both. Okay, and well, uh, and then I'll I'll decide. Okay, well and that way you can d- do it for me as well. The first one's the Catholic Church. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. always going to be great. And there goes half our viewership <laughs> right there. Community uh, radio, here we come. <laughs> We're on the internet. We can say what we want. Right. And uh, the other one, Topical, came out today. Triple J moved the hottest 100. I know that's. I know we're, we're taking a lighter yeah. look on life. So let's, let's go with the Catholic Church one then. I think that's a slightly <laughs> lighter. <laughs> I've actually, I've actually got to find find the article because I've missed it. I've well, I, it I brought in a few <laughs> articles today, and uh, I'll give you the gist of, of all three. Okay. You can tell me which one you think you'd like to hear about. I've got one here that they've done a study recently, and a ca- and uh, a cu- and currently, according to straight women and gay men, uh, muscles and money are the most attractive things they can find in a man, mm-hmm. uh, and how problematic that is. Mm-hmm. Um, how hackers could program your sex robots to kill you. Sex robots. Oh, yeah. Fantastic one. And the final one Do is... Do they charge like prostitutes? Sorry? Do they charge like prostitutes? They just buy them. Okay. It's like getting an import bride. Okay. So, it's an initial, it's an investment up front. Yeah. But then it's... Yeah. The more you use it, the better the return. <laughs> then you need some firmware. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, the last one is about how women being bad at maths is uh, the patriarchy's fault. So you can tell me. <laughs> oh, let's go the sex robots first. The sex robots. Sex one, robots. Well, let's let's start with that one. Maybe we'll. S- so this was uh, a little bit wh- a little bit a while ago. It's only a sep- so this came out on the September 11, so very topical, of 2017, uh, in the Sun. So not a, not a not a horrible news source, mm-hmm. but you know. Are we talking the Herald? No, just the Sun, so UK. Oh, the UK, UK, okay. You know, but they did update this not too long ago. So here we go. So it says, a cybersecurity scientist has issued a bizarre warning that sex robots could one day rise up and kill their owners if hackers could get inside their heads. Now, it already starts off brilliantly. Wow. <laughs> so last month, tech billionaire Elon Musk. Oh, I love Elon <laughs> Musk. Oh, I've... Uh, side note, side <laughs> note. I have been YouTubing him. I am fascinated. He's a nice guy. He, he seems nice anyway. I haven't done that much YouTubing. <laughs> but ju- I, he's grouse. Sorry, anyway. But, so like I said, last, the last month, tech billionaire Elon Musk claimed that the artificial intelligence could take over the world. And he's not the only one concerned about the dangers of killer tech. With sex robots, I like how it goes from... Could be the end of the world. Next line, with sex robots. So with sex robots becoming increasingly popular and sophisticated, mm-hmm. cybersecurity lecturer Dr. Nick Patterson revealed that the lifelike dolls could end up going all Terminator on us. Ooh. Someone got paid to write this. This is what really shits me. Yeah, but people are reading it. <laughs> and now we're reading it on a podcast. <laughs> However, in the case of... Do you, do you reckon anyone's used, like, the Terminator, Terminator theme for, you know... Uh, coitus? <laughs> <laughs> However, in the case of sex robots, the danger isn't that the love dolls will end up developing lines of their own Westworld style. They'll, they'll, learn, they'll get Western brains and then they'll demand half when they divorce. Now, here's this. Here comes the line the guy's been waiting to write yeah. all week. 
Instead, the risk is that hackers could breach the real realistic dogs, uh, uh, realistic robots' inner defenses and catch their owners with their pants down. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, would you buy a sex robot? No. <laughs> okay. For you, if, I would. I'd buy you one. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. If, but I mean, like, if you could. Mm. I mean, let's say they they come out, they exist. They're no, real. they're real. They're real. Yeah, they're really popular in um, oh, like some Scandinavian country. Apparently, they've been using brothels there, and currently they're more popular than. Oh, you wouldn't want to pay full price. Well, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I just, just want a discount. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so let's say they're real. <laughs> they are. <laughs> <laughs> We're just talking about them. <laughs> Elon Musk is worried about these <laughs> sex robots. Now, I que- my question is, how many does he have? <laughs> Ooh, I hear, I hear he's not very good. What, I don't know. Let me rephrase this. He's he's every time he gets in a relationship, he ends up divorced. <laughs> is that meant to? Maybe he's gone after the sex robots. Anyway. This is why he's really worried. Anyway, so I bought this one in mainly because uh, a Deakin University lecturer. Good university, that one. Uh, <laughs> came in and said something. He said... Uh, <coughs> Wait, this news article is from England. Yep. They're quoting someone from Deakin. Yes. In Melbourne, Australia. Uh, yes. So you're going to have to find this person now. So it says here, the tech expert from Australia's Deakin University said, hackers can hack into a robot or robotic device and have full control of the connections, arms, legs, and other attached tools. Like knives and welding devices. Now, my big <laughs> thing is... <laughs> I don't know what... Knives I can understand. <laughs> welding <are> devices, <laughs> you, you, you're fucked up. No, I just don't get it. Like, maybe you're going to go, you know what, I'm going to give my sex doll that I bought for the purpose of sex a knife. Welding devices, though, finding it a bit hard. This Genius. This Genius. <laughs> Genius. This is Could you just imagine it just like, my wife... She doesn't do any welding, but look at my sex robot. <laughs> look at her go. I'm laying in the hammock watching her. This is brilliant. So he continues. Once a robot is hacked, the hacker has full control and can u- and can issue instructions to the robot. The warning may sound a little far-fetched, but the robots, uh, uh, robots run using an operating system, just like a phone or PC. And as with all devices... Is it Android? Well, it says all devices. So I'm, I'm sh- maybe. You mean Apple's on this and they haven't released it yet? Well, <laughs> they haven't released the S version. Yeah, but they got they'll have to remove ports. The sexy version. <laughs> they'll have to remove ports. Oh, oh yeah. And they have to pay <laughs> extra for those. <laughs> Where are the sound effects? <laughs> so I bring all the equipment. You can't even get the sound effects of the name. This is the worst. <laughs> we shouldn't get bogged down with who did what. This is a team effort. Uh, so this, uh, the cyber defense guru added, the last thing you want is for a hacker to have control w- over one of these robots. Once hacked, they could absolutely be used to perform physical actions for uh, for an advantageous sen- scenario or to cause damage. That's how this article ends. Grrr. So, What kind of damage? I mean, if you've got a knife and a welding device, I mean, <laughs> this, this the, <laughs> I mean the sky's really the limit at this point, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, anyway, so that's my article for t- uh, for one of my articles for today. Anyway, so what do you have about the uh, what else you got to say about the uh, sex robots over there? Sex robots. Can I say Australia, wake up and start being entrepreneurs? 
My, my, my just worry is that we're going to have another one of these, you know, votes, as postal votes, like, you know, $1.78 a person, $122 million postal vote. Did it cost $1.78? Well, you know, it was like, what, 20 million people, uh, 20, what, 24 million people in Australia, what, 16 million of them can vote? Mm. $22 million divided by 16, what's that, about seven, $7, $8 a, a person? Holy shit. There was so much blank space. You could have fitted so <laughs> many other questions on there. Well, now the next question is going to be... And on the back. Now the next question is going to be, can I marry my sex robot? I can't wait. It's going to be a great vote. That will be a great vote. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to become a politician and I'm going to bring that up. <laughs> It'll be an online Facebook poll. And, uh, and I want nothing but troll accounts saying yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have politicians having scandals with sex dolls and but sort wha- of strippers. Will that be as bad as them having sex with a non, with a, like a real person? I was going to say non-sex doll. <laughs> <laughs> yes, non-sex dolls. <laughs> That's where they're at, Turch. Yeah, uh, like I don't think it'll be that bad. I think like you know, like Berlusconi in Italy, like you know, had sex with seventeen underage prostitutes. But it was if it was seventeen underaged. Sex, sex dolls, robots, yeah. You know, they're f- they're whatever. I mean, you can have as much fun as you want. But it's an interesting point, right? Let's say these robots have uh, artificial intelligence, right? And then they grow and they grow and these artificial intelligence comes. You're then going to have the point of like, are they a mature sex robot? Or are they a mature minor sex robot? Or are they a minor sex robot? Or do they have the mature capacity to, in- to consent? Well, this is. I think this is what Elon Musk is sort of worried about. He's like, you know, yeah, these things consent? might become... These things might become, you know, a bit more sentient and more, under- you know, they just might understand a lot more. Oh, well, we'll just have to do what we do in Blade Runner. <laughs> well, unplug them, unplug them. Terminate them. Well, back to the Terminator. <laughs> that was my sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll edit something in. It'll be something really obnoxious, like, you know, really loud for the audience right when that happens. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to find it in this, like, you know, 15 minutes, but... It'll be in there. Uh, wicked. So, so, uh, so from sex robots to the Catholic Church, that actually might solve a lot of the Catholic Church's problems, but what have you got about that the Catholic Church? That would solve a lot of the problems. That would. But then again, okay, so let's go on, let's go on that train of thought then. What if you made a sex robot that was, un- un- looked like an underaged boy or girl? Oh, I'm not even where sure if I want to... Where do you want to... <laughs> where, where do you go, where do you draw the line? Like, you know... For the purpose of my argument, they will be over 18 years old, these <laughs> sex robots. <laughs> license certificate and fresh. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, okay, where was I at? Where was uh, I the at? machine washable, so you'd be fine. Okay, Catholic Church. My rant. <laughs> Buckle in, people. This is going to be a ride. This is the first podcast you're bringing up the Catholic <laughs> Church. <laughs> okay, so... Recently, we, we had the, the same-sex marriage survey in Australia. Our politicians are now debating it as, as we currently speak. Uh, good on him. Catholic Archbishop says a majority did not vote for marriage equality. His argument is that because 20% of the people didn't cast their vote, or approximately 27% of the vote, that would actually bring the yes vote down to 49%. Well, that's assuming that everyone that didn't vote was going to vote no. Correct. Correct. Which I think is statistically just irrelevant. Anyway, his point, or what he was really worried about, was 
he's he's worried about the Catholic Church and what the I guess their not corporations their charities can do. And this is uh, I mean I mean fair enough they probably do some great work that's that's fair enough. Wait, what kind of charities are we talking about here? Just just charity in general or? Uh, Wait, how do these two sync up? Wait, I'm, now I'm a bit confused. Well, there's a there's a look. This is one of the problems. They always have to bring up charity, right? They always go, "We can't win the argument. We've lost the vote. We can't win the argument, so we'll deflect to charity." Or it's the same thing, like when you're talking about the existence of God. Well, he may, he may or may not exist, but look at the wonderful things that we've done in charity. They they they're not the same. They're not the same. They're different. Different. I know. This is what I'm, this is, I'm, I'm struggling to find the connection here. Anyway, so what did he say? Uh, <laughs> Archbishop said he wants religious protections to be included in the marriage bill because he feared there would be an adverse effect on the charity work that the churches and the religious organisations undertake. See, this would be really easy for, for anyone to sort of debunk, right? Because all you'd have to do is, let's just say, let's just choose a country that's similar to Australia, right? Like any European country or any... Uh, like New Zealand's a great example. Across the road, you know... Very similar clientele to Australia, got a native population, mostly European settlers and stuff like that. Uh, they changed over. Mm-hmm. Did that have an impact on the amount of charity well, that happened in well, that country? Well, my point, my point has always been, I don't care whether they're a charity or not. They should pay tax. They should be like all the non-profit, non-for-profit organisations like Doctors Without Borgers. Mm that are non-profit for organisations, which they have certain rules, and sometimes they may have to pay tax. That's just how it is. Why? Because you believe in a fairy god or, uh, you know, you've, you've, the tax office deems you being a religion. Which, mind you, I want to start for tax reasons. I will work on it. That's <laughs> what this podcast is for. It's a donation thing. It's a charity. <laughs> charity, that's right. But it's, it's, just, it's just ridiculous that... They're now worried. Okay, th- this is the thing, and I've been I've been on about this for a while. The listeners won't know because this is the first time <laughs> the first time that you they've, got, they've heard us. You've got to catch them up from <laughs> what's uh, from twenty years of fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! What was I saying? The church was the only game in town, right? For many many years, they were the only game in town. They ruled slowly. Slowly, they've been it's been chipped away. Yeah. And I said this before marriage equality came in. I said that they will fight this tooth and nail because um, this is one of the last things that they've got power over. One of the last things. Once this comes in and then the other one's assisted dying, once that's in, the, the church is, is irrelevant. They have, to re, they have to reorganize themselves. And they're already doing it in Western countries. They're being this very nice and lovely and, you know, we care for you. And, and look, that's great. But as soon as you go into a country of poverty... They exploit the poor. They exploit the the people that haven't got the ability to use the most of their intellectual capacity, and it's just wrong. And anyway, I can't. I'm looking forward to the day that we get rid of all the, all the churches in the world. Please, that's a, that's a big call. Um, so I quite but but at the same time, I'm not because I love arguing with them. Well, I will have I this empty empty hole the day that they go. <laughs> so I, I I want them, but I want them to go. It's a love-hate relationship. See, look, I, I've, I've, I've had the pleasure of, of visiting the, the Vatican and seeing a lot of churches in, in, England, in England and Italy and, and in Paris and all that sort of stuff. And I would just be happy if they were taxed because they've got quite a bit of cash going through. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and that would be enough for me because I think that that's definitely one thing that should absolutely happen. I mean, you know, are they really a charity? That uh, that that's where that's where we're getting set up a non for profit organization. They can run their charitable work, and the rest can be taxed. Yeah, but, uh, the the issue that we're having is that donations under the guise of charity can't be taxed, and that that's where that's where the tax office sees it, and that's where their their loophole is. Okay, but what about like? I'm sure they've got investment properties that they make money on. Well, they might not. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I may be Italian, <laughs> but I don't know about every single thing. You've church. done an accounting degree. Of yeah, course you should know. <laughs> but I don't know about every single thing that the Catholic church You work church for the government. Done. Don't you read our files? <laughs> I, look, what I do in my spare time is none of your business. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, do, would they make any money off... In, of investments well I would apart from potentially capital gains at, let's just say in Australia cause if we're going worldwide then it's going to be a lot of a now bit. let's not bore the listeners with some boring mumbo jumbo <laughs> I can already hear them tuning out right now <laughs> <laughs> look I started the show with sex robots and you'll come back to the Catholic Church so you know I just think that if they just say look <laughs> if they pay for sex robots in the Catholic Church, we'll tax them. Is that well, what you're saying? Well, that's fine by me. I mean, look, if, I, if that helps the pedophilia, that's that's absolutely fine. Again, you, you're looking at me like, don't say that. No, no, no. <laughs> I, You know what I'm actually thinking? It's their problem that people, that we think of that straight away when you think of the church. It's their problem and they had many years to fix it and they didn't. Mm. And to cure that, we should tax them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What's another article you got? I I really like this one because I felt like I know that you're a learned man. I thought that we could have a bit of a chuckle at that's L E A R N E D. Learned. learned. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I thought we could have a bit of a chuckle at BuzzFeed for a little bit. Now, again, this article is a little bit, uh, uh, it's not the newest article. Mm-hmm. Again, I didn't bring in the neo-Nazi furries because mm-hmm. I thought I'll save that for another day. Okay. But this one here is called, if you're a woman and you're bad at math, blame the patriarchy. And it even got a little uh, a little caption here, a little subheading, spoiler, this will break your heart. Oh no. So here we go. Don't break my heart. Do, 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 do. Okay, it's about time we had a serious talk about women and math. Why is math so difficult for so many women? And why are there more male than female engineers? So, looking at this straight away, I've already found lots of, uh, like an issue. One, non sequitur. Mm-hmm. But let's continue. Okay. According to this study, which I printed out for you as well, I thought... This is the kind of thing that Kieran likes. Now, this is the exact article that they link to. Kieran, can you tell me what do you think is wrong with this uh, this this study? Uh, it's written in a language I can't <laughs> understand. El acaso sexual in legras, Pablo Lucas in estudio de Sara el grande three. Oh, that was that was terrible. <laughs> is this Mexican? No, it, it's Spanish. Spanish. It is <laughs> Sorry, Spanish. Mexican. So, <laughs> so, 
So let me continue here. So now already I have I already have an issue with the fact that I don't think this BuzzFeed uh, writer or anyone in BuzzFeed really went. You know what? Let me out of all the studies I can choose, I'm going to choose the one in Spanish. Do you know people generally don't look up the links? Yeah, I know, oh. I know, and that's why, this, and that's why I brought this fun thing in to talk about. <laughs> so anyway, so according to this study right here, the one you have in your hand, it looks sexy though. I just want to tell the readers, uh, it <laughs> is in paragraphs, it has headings, and it has tables, and oh yeah, the pages are numbered. I I try, I even put it in the correct order. Apparently, to that study there, one in five girls will fail at math in her lifetime. Now, I'm putting it out there. I think I've failed math at one point, and I'm an accountant, so this is not probably not the best thing my employer should listen to. But and still. I failed stats. See? My first year so, at university, and I now teach stats. Uh, there we go. <laughs> so, so, straight away, out of this uh, two-person sample, 100% of us failed. <laughs> <laughs> so, according to our mini-study, and that Spanish study that you have in your hand, men are worse at maths and fail more at maths than women. <laughs> So, according to the study, again, you start off with that. It's a strong start. Which is www.redalyc.org. <laughs> uh, which was done by the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. More than one in five girls in Chile and Mexico failed to attain the baseline level of proficiency in reading, science, and math in 2012 while more than one in three girls failed to make necessary grades in those subjects in eight other partner countries in that same year. So this is a five-year-old study that they're citing here. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not terrible. Yeah, five, five-year-old's not okay. I, I, I mean, the biggest thing I'm thinking about right there is um, these countries are, are relatively poorer <laughs> than... Um, <laughs> I guess than than sort of Western countries, but that that shouldn't that shouldn't necessarily explain the oh, results but, but or the findings. Well, look at this. She's actually broken this. This writer's broken it all down for mm-hmm. us. So let's 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 continue. It all begins when we're young. While girls toys teach us how to cook and be good mothers, boys teach them how to build stuff. Okay. Girls get toy stoves, jewelry, makeup, and dolls, while boys get cars, bridges, and building blocks. This has an impact on the subjects they choose to study in school, the careers they choose to pursue, and their overall creativity. Go on, Turch. Go on. (laughs) Go on. When they go to school and start learning math, the girl performs poorly, and to a large extent they believe that they're not good enough to succeed. Girls start off equal to boys, but as they grow older, their grades in math begin to drop due to poor self-esteem. So, she's not a very good writer, which is something that I quite like in news articles because it makes me feel like I'm smart. She's a journalist. Well, yes. BuzzFeed, remember that. Mm -hmm. It could be anyone. But what she stated here, that she says that the issue is that girls get girl toys, or toys that we associate with girls, Mm. when they're kids. Mm -hmm. And that's why they fail maths. It's a very large leap. <laughs> it's a very, very large leap. Now, I'm no psychologist, but I happen to know one. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like your professional opinion on the... For, for me, 
I just have to point out, technically, I'm a researcher. Oh, my mistake. See, this is even better. (laughs) (laughs) Not a psychologist. I'm just just sure if the board heard me in a podcast. (laughs) Bringing the profession into disrepute. (laughs) You called me an accountant before, so let's all go downhill from here. So they've made this leap from girls get girl toys to now they're bad at maths. This is like me saying Nicolas Cage starred in a film in this year... The same year I turned eighteen. Well, it's like it's like you're saying girls drank water. Now they're bad at maths. Yeah, they're yeah. given something. Really, no correlation between the two. The correlation, the causation. There's this. Oh, I'm bringing in for the next podcast. There's this great thing on like correlations and like things that correlated throughout the year. And oh, I've got to find it because it's great. Um, no, look, if if they had probably made the connection saying they're a poorer country, I. I could I could take that if they had said something like um, the teachers are bad or their sample size or the schools were in poorer districts or or wherever I could I could I could handle that but the leap from the the leap from uh, look and I can I can almost bear maybe if the maths maybe if all their maths is testing how to build stuff out of Lego yep you know, boys get given Legos, maybe girls don't. You could, you could almost, you could almost go, okay, I, I could, I could see potentially why. It, uh, it's a large leap. Well, here they make a nice little thing here, and then they even correct themselves. So let's have a listen to this. What's even worse is that there is a lack of female role models for young girls who want to go into the STEM professions. Around the world, fewer mothers of That's 15 science, year olds. technology, engineering, and maths. Mm-hmm. Around the world, fewer uh, mothers of 15 year olds actually work in the STEM field professions. And then this is the next. This is the next part. Although there is no strong evidence suggesting that the gender gap in, in, in achievement in mathematics is greatly affected in this instance, in a child's mother, in which a child's mother does work in a STEM profession. So they literally brought up a point saying that they've got no role models, especially their mothers. They've got no role models. Mm. Their mothers, especially because their mothers aren't in STEM. But when they even when they do, there's no, no effect. Di- no effect. It's the it it but it's the teacher. It's lit- it's no joke. It's the teacher. The teacher and them going to school has the largest effect. So in 2012, only 14% of women entering university for the first time elected to pursue a science-related field of study, contrasted with 39% of men entering university at the same year. So for me, right, like I went to university. Congra- <laughs> congratulations. I know, right? I actually finished university as well. I tick another box. Congratulations. <laughs> and I did the lovely accounting degree, which is great. And I'm going to put it out there. That I involves numbers. Uh, that I think the ratio was going to be is easily about twenty percent women, eighty percent men. Mm-hmm. Now I understand that because uh, accounting is boring, and even I find it boring now. That's why I'm not when I speak to my accountant, I'm bored. Exactly right. So I can understand. Though he does have coffee, which well, look, I was like, you know what? When I walk in, and it's decent coffee. So when I walk in there, <laughs> at least I've got the coffee to entertain See, me. See, he gives you the coffee and keeps the cocaine to himself. He's a real nice chap like that. <laughs> <laughs> so when it is time to choose a career, this article states, most women end up not going into science or math-related careers because they think that it's for men. Or maybe they choose that they don't want to do that. 
Maybe. Well, psychology is mainly female-dominated. Just pointing it out there. Men, lift up your game. <laughs> uh, how can I? How can I deny that? <laughs> <laughs> Straight facts. Straight facts from the doctor here. <laughs> Still technically not a doctor yet. I've got to wait for graduation. <laughs> When I get to wear the floppy hat with the gown, then then um, <sighs> then you can call me doctor. Well, ladies and gentlemen, once a year, Triple J listeners get to listen to the Triple J Hottest 100. Now, mega confused about when they'll get their annual dose of hipness. Sorry, say that again. <laughs> who's, who's confused? Once a year, Triple J listeners now mega confused about when they'll get their annual dose of hipness. For yeah. tho- those of you who don't know, Triple J always plays the Hottest 100 on Australia Day, 26th of January. Yep. And they've now changed that. They've now moved it. Yep. And it's not going to be on Australia Day. Yep. That was the 27th, the next day. I don't know. I thought it was the next day. They're going to do the Hottest 100. Oh, I haven't actually read the article. Well, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I did my research, Kieran. I did my research. <laughs> oh, there it is. It'll now be on the 27th of January. Well, I was one step ahead <laughs> of the competition. <laughs> I read your article by mistake. Uh, look, that's fine. So, what, so what's the first bit of that article say? Look, regardless, I'll take whenever they have the Triple J's Hottest 100. On that day, I will also take day off work. Uh, make sure your employees don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, feeling really sick. Book <laughs> <laughs> it in. Actually, Book it in. Lock re- it in, Eddie. I was, re- I was reading this article. <laughs> Bring that one in next time. <laughs> <laughs> in case you haven't realised, this podcast is about news articles that you may have missed. And it's our duty <laughs> to tell you about them. And we no. only do one take. <laughs> <laughs> and that's right, and we only do one take. No, no, I was reading this article... How many sickies do you take when you're not actually sick in a year? Uh, at least a handful, I'd say. This article said you can probably get away with four. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably say that sounds about right. How many sick days do we get a year? Was it 12? <coughs> uh, working in government, I get uh, 10 with a, with a doctor's certificate or a stat deck, and then five without. So you get five without a stat, yep. stat uh, without a doctor's certificate. Yep. You just stat deck it, yep. and then you get 10 with a doctor's certificate. Yep. So there you go. So you get five a year. Yeah. That you can, you know, yep. Go. No, I'm not coming into work. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yep. Gonna call it a mental health day. Well, no, because then you get a doctor's certificate, wouldn't you? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, see, m- I I bill my clients. So if I don't work, I don't get paid. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is why. <laughs> which is which is the problem? So I don't take sick days unless I'm actually sick. Well, this is why you go salary. And you just <laughs> don't worry about that. You just call you call in and go play golf today, and you go play golf. Are you disappointed that they've changed the date? I must admit... That is um, a loaded question, I understand. <laughs> I must admit, I have never listened to the Hottest 100 all the way through. Yeah. I've listened to, like... Here, here. What is the top couple songs? Uh, like, I walk past the radio, and I hear it, like, you know, in the background. But I don't, I don't go out of my way to go, what is, you know... I don't go out of my way and listen to every single song. Mainly because I'm not cool and I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And I think all the songs in there... You know they know that episode of, of The Simpsons and um, and Principal Skinner goes up and say, 
goes to some place and goes, am I so out of touch? No, it's the children that are wrong. That's how I feel right now. I'm getting to that age where... You're I, old, man. I feel You're like old. I did, I You're old in the mind. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, where's the King Crimson? Where's the Frank Zappa? I don't understand what's going on here. All I listened to this year was the uh, new Stephen Wilson album and Bootsy Collins' new album. And that's about it. Other than that, I've been listening to podcasts and old songs that I really like and all the stuff crap I have to practice for the cliches. And that's pretty much been it. So Was me, that a selfless plug for the cliches? Uh, <laughs> yes. I'll get to that later. But that's all I've been listening to. So for me to listen to the top 100, it's like me going, oh, look, I'm going to listen to about 94 songs that I have no idea about and I probably won't even like because it's all this hipster stuff that I've never been into in the first place. Yeah, I generally I might tune in throughout the day and then when it gets close to the night, I'll listen to it. But it's tradition. I actually couldn't care less if they changed the day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look if they were. If they, if it's they not. Were, it's not a symbol of us of Australia for them to do on the twenty sixth or not the twenty sixth. Well, look. What is Australia Day? Is what the landing of the first fleet? It's more like Sydney Day, actually. Look. As long as we get the public holiday somewhere in the year, preferably in summer, I'm happy. I think that's the big thing. I think the public holiday is what Australians want more than anything. And the fact that they can go, yep, we're happy to be in Australia in, in, its, in, its, in its current form, or, you know, we're progressing towards Australia being a great country and making it better and doing all the things. And Australia's fun and the beach is great and, and VB tastes pretty average and, you know, the beer's cold. And all well, at least stuff. they, you know, they, they brought the alcohol content down in the VB. They've brought it back up. See, after that's, that's, see, that for me, that should be the National Australian <laughs> Day. Uh, you know, when they put it back up to the proper, you know, I'm not even a VB drinker, but I can appreciate the fact that they've re- they brought that alcohol content back up. You know, that's an Australian Day for me. What, you know, and what else are you going to choose? Like, if you choose, like, the... The day that Australia was um, uh, became a federation, like you know, federated and all that, it was just uh, January first. So I'm like, well, I already got a public yeah, holiday. Yeah, I know. We're not having it. <laughs> it's not like you're getting sentenced to jail and you can serve two consecutive uh, prison sentences. One, we're not getting two consecutive public holidays on the same day. No, no thank you. No, they so are on separate days. So that's right. So what we what we really want is just another day. Now, like grand final eve. See, that's a great public holiday for Victorians. The same as Melbourne Cup. Like, really, who really, who really cares that much about racehorses apart from the people that own racehorses? I, I, I had a bunch of, I knew a bunch of mates that went down to the horse racing, and they went there all day, and all they did was they drank, and the women took off their shoes, and that, was <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> for me. If that's how you want to spend your Melbourne Cup day, that's fine. You know what I want to do? I don't want to do that. And you know what? When I was like 16 to, you know... So last year. You know, <laughs> that was 10 years ago, <laughs> mate. That's fucked up. Uh, um, you know, when I was 16 to like 22 or 21 before I started full-time work, public holidays were the days that you go into work because it's like, you know, double and a half pay. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to find lots of young people really caring unless, as long as they can listen to the Triple J Top 100. The people older than that, most of them are just like, yeah, it's a day off work. I'm going to spend with the family or spend with, you know, my partner or whatever it is. And the rest, uh, and everyone, everyone else, does, you know, might make a kerfuffle about it, but w- whatever. 
They'll get over it. <laughs> They'll get over it. Well, you know, the older you get, the more you just like, I just want the day off. That's, you know. I'd actually like to retire, but I think I'm way too young. Well, you know, I'm going to get into the workforce. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I had a friend. Ben, I hope you listen to this podcast. <laughs> and I hope you've made it to this point in the show. Because I'm now talking about you. <laughs> he's currently in Japan at the moment. I'll send the I'll send him this podcast so he's got some entertainment while he's travelling around or something like that. He can listen to it. He can in listen fact, to on the long back, flights. Back in the back in the olden days, actually not that long ago, I used to be on radio. Not sure if the listeners understand that, but I was on radio. I had to teach him how to use a microphone still. <laughs> it was all set up. I was the entertainment. <laughs> I walked in, I did my show, I left. It was called Lipstick on a Pig. Do you get the reference? Go back to the Sarah Palin days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah lipstick yeah. on a Pig. Is that the porno she made? I don't know. Okay. Lip, lipstick on a Pig. There was yeah. uh, some reference. I don't know. Yeah. I actually didn't think of the name. Yeah. Uh, I, I like this one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Ben, I hope you're listening at this point. <laughs> what was the thing? Because he used to work at McDonald's. Diamond Creek. And when I very first started on the radio... (laughs) Had the graveyard shift. The graveyard shift from 2am to like 6am. Or like 1am to 6am. And he would tune in and he would listen. And it was great. He found it funny. Yeah. Now now we're doing a podcast. I think that, you know... uh, If you're working at McDonald's at 1am, I think listening to anything but customers is better... Like I'm pretty sure that they would. Rather I was only drive through at one a.m. Well, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure they'd rather deep fry their hand in the, in the chip deep fryer than and deal with customers. Yeah, but they're drunk customers at one a.m. They're funny. Nah, it's either they're they're funny or they're really drunk. You know what I mean? Like they go and they go, oh, what like twenty nuggets, woo, like that, <laughs> or they go, oh. Just give me the nuggets, you know. Why is your ice cream machine working? And then they piss on the floor. The ice cream machine never <laughs> works at 1am, I can tell you that much. Well, they turn it off. Did you know that? But it's 1am. That's the trick. They just turn it off. I don't know if that's true, but it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you know what shit stands for? Store high in transit. Okay, you're going to have to explain that one uh, to me. I only remember the acronym. <laughs> the most educational <laughs> podcast you can listen to, I guess. Uh, right. Uh, no, we're going to cont- keep going with the podcast, so keep listening. But uh, we, my friend Turch has run out of his beer, so I'm just going to grab him a beer. He's going to keep you entertained. I'll, sh- I'll just cut this bit until you come back. Oh, we can do that? <laughs> I can edit it. It's all like it's live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking amazing. That's, that's good. Give me a beer. <laughs> all right. We'll be right back after this break. Once again, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Steam Rail, the gold digger golden ale made and bottled and brewed in Australia with care. Now, um, well, they're technically not our sponsors because they were <laughs> given. We, no. we actually paid them. <laughs> we paid them. I was going to say, the whole time you're like, oh, this is our sponsor. I'm like, I, mate, I wouldn't <laughs> say that. I'm like, not until they give us a, a dime. I'll tell you what. Can we can we somehow put in like an ad break where we like like pretend we're getting sponsors so we're bigger than we actually are? Yeah, sure. <laughs> we can record one after this, but I'll, now this is going to be in the podcast, so people are going to know halfway through that break that we had 
when yeah. I was playing the girl from Impanina. Now people are going to know that ad is fake. <laughs> <laughs> but continue. Now, we're, we're going to have to have you on. We're <laughs> going to have to have you on. There's, um, I'm just doing a selfish plug. We haven't released it yet. A selfish plug. A selfish plug. Uh, we haven't released it yet, but next year sometime, 2018, when I approve the edits, Gore <laughs> Mingarang. Yeah. It's a cooking show hosted by myself and Ryan. Yeah. And it's great because we cook Mingarang noodles, but gourmet. Yeah. And it's different each time. I and it's so. educational. <laughs> and you know what? I think it, I think it will market to the university students who can only afford Mingarang. That's um racist. Okay. <laughs> it's something. And uh and it's it's great. It's a great time. Great great by all and um yeah. So there you go. I'm very impressed. You've got so many projects on at once. Thank I'm you. glad that we're the most professional out of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> we do film it on our phones. That's pretty good. But Ryan is a for a living is a professional editor. So, wait a minute. He's a professional editor. So, what he does for a living. And he can't, like, go, hey, I'm going to borrow a camera over the weekend. He works for Hollywood. Oh, no, no. You wouldn't want to do that because it's Saturday night and we are plastered. Uh. And it's generally about 3 a.m. when we film. And this is when you do your your Macca's run and you're really drunk? No, no, no. We eat gourmet ring. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, yeah. We don't drive. You must have wild Saturdays. (laughs) We've had three. (laughs) Three. This year. (laughs) Oh. That's great. So, Gormingarang coming to you soon. Lovely. We might we might even have to have... How many mics do you have? We might have to have Ryan as a guest. On this show. Oh, we could have guests. I, I've only got inputs for two, but I can work something out. We could do this. Yeah. Wouldn't it, be, it wouldn't be difficult, but I would have to buy more equipment. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, ebb, ebb and flow, I guess. Because, I mean, the guest... the ge- the viewers can't see it, but the guest—sorry, <laughs> the listeners—the guests could sit there. Yeah. I just want to tell them what we've got. We've got this large table. It's probably it's probably two and a half meters long. Um, I would three go, meters. Oh wait, I'm a hundred and sixty-five. Lie down. Lie down. One second. Got the arm span. Got the arm span. Ooh, he's taking his headset off. Measure. I'd probably go 1.8 metres. All right. So, two metres it is. And the guests, because so that's, where the, that's well. where the drinks are. <laughs> the dr- they can't sit where the drinks are going. That's where the equipment is. That's very important. That That's the... That's really important. That's that's We can't tell them what that is, because that's super important. But look at that. Empty real estate. Well, for, we're going to get this off the ground first. Get this, <laughs> this podcast off the ground. <laughs> well, by the time they listen to it, they're they're listening to it. <laughs> so, what other fun news articles and news topics did you did we find out this week? What was that? What was the, for me? Do you want to? We want to go through one more news thing that I found. Oh yeah, absolutely. Again, I like to bring in, bring in things that are a little bit academic. We've got a smart listener base. Oh, they are so smart. So this article uh, has certain tags. This site has tags. 
and I promise my listeners that I will actually research <laughs> by the time they tune in to the second podcast. Next week. Next week, baby. Recorded uh, every Tuesday night. Yeah. Uh, so this article uh, had these certain tags. Uh, tech and science. Mm-hmm. Good, good start so far. Gender roles. Attraction and white privilege. Wait, say it all together in okay, one beautiful. sentence. Tech and science. Gender roles. Attraction and white privilege. So, shall I read the headline for you? I'm sure you're into this. Men with muscles and money are more attractive to straight women and gay men showing gender roles aren't progressing. Okay. Muscles and money are are qualities that straight women and gay men typically find attractive in men, according to an analysis of Tube Crush, a website where people post unsolicited pictures of men Seen in the London Underground. This What's it called? Tube Crush. T-U-B-E. And the word is crush. C-R-U-S-H. Alright, cut them out unless they sponsor us. Coventry <laughs> <laughs> uh, University in the United Kingdom. Published in Feminist Media Studies in August. I doubt they're in the top 100 <laughs> universities. <laughs> yeah, unlike the trove, am I right? <laughs> Neither is Deacon. Uh, Analyzed images over a period of three years since 2014. The guy candy posted on the website were mostly white men, despite London being a multicultural city, indicating that white male privilege is still an attractive quality. Okay. The photos and comments focused on the men's biceps, pecs and chest, as well as perceived sexual ability. Items that indicated wealth, such as smart suits, Watches and phones were emphasised. Pictures showing other representations of masculinity, like masculinity, such as fatherhood, and more emotional and awkward appearing men were far less frequent. This celebration of masculine, uh, masculine capital is achieved through the humour and the knowing wink. But the outcome is a reaffirmation of men's position in society. Lead author Andrea Evans from the Coventry University Centre for post-digital cultures, said in a statement. Post-digital cultures. Like, this is the kind of person that just made up their title and just went, that's what I am. I'm a what? She is the lead author from the Coventry University Centre for Post-Digital Cultures. Um... the study at well, your article, but I am the world expert in quality quality of life and autism, <laughs> <laughs> and the lead researcher in my own research. <laughs> but can you believe, though, Kieran, that after all these years, money and muscles still the sexiest thing? Um, that's what women and gay men look for. See, I would have thought they would have really liked those gamer guys with the. You know, that, uh, that stereotypical gamer guy with lots of facial hair, and fat, and doesn't exercise, lives with their mum. Well, apparently we think about, uh, what is it, sex like 44 times a day? That's that's a minimum. Uh, yeah, I, can't, I actually make, I made that up. But it's a hell of a lot. We think about it a hell of a lot during the day. Right. Uh, some research did it. I don't have it on hand. As I said, I came well prepared. <laughs> well prepared for this podcast. Um, no, it. I mean, we... We we all do it, 
sex. Ooh, yeah. And we all think about it. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not actually that surprising. I don't think anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but where was the control? They didn't do what the guys were thinking of. Well, no, they, this is purely on... Well, they did gay men. They're men. Hmm. I mean, you know. <laughs> they still said the same thing. Yeah, fair enough. You know. I mean, look. Funny thing is, though, I'm a guy and I'm attracted to money. Mm-hmm. And I like it when I go to the gym. So I like the things. I like thinking about going to the gym. So that's a good. That's a good start to start. <laughs> it's the I, first step. <laughs> I. I mean, I'm not sure the viewers, listeners can't <laughs> can't see it anyway. The, look at that. That gym. Look at that. We're in. We're he's in got a door. A, he's got a gym. That's hang all. on, hang on. We Again, gotta, we not gotta, a sponsor we, either. We got to make it sound a, a lot bigger than we actually are. We're in our studio at the moment, <laughs> garage, and you heard the roller door shut. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the studio, and <laughs> garage, and look at look at that. That is a and there's a look at that bike, that exercise. You bike. You know what I told you, and I still pay twenty bucks a week. To, for a gym membership I don't use. I'm very confused why we put the uh, gym equipment in the professional recording studio. <laughs> I mean, I would have thought that would... If we could afford a professional recording studio, we could probably afford a, a gym. Or at least a dividing wall. See, it it inspires me to think about going to the gym. That's the first step. I've been bulking for the last four years. <laughs> I've got another... <laughs> I've got another year to go. That will be five years of bulking. And then, bam, the muscle is going to come on. I just, I just, you watch. You watch. I can't wait to see you in your, like, you know, New Year's in, with your beach bod just running down like a, like, a, like a ceiling heat, just trying to get to the shoreline. It's just going to be amazing. Can it's going to be the worst and best bond ever. Can we do a New Year's Eve podcast? A special? <laughs> we a special, absolutely can. <laughs> a special from Phillip Island? Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, I'll, I'll also bring. I'll bring my camera. We'll film it. We'll do it. We'll do it proper. Oh, excellent! We'll do it proper. Excellent. Yep. We're gonna have to have many guests on. Well, I'm gonna need more more equipment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the equipment guy. I can't help you there. I'll try. I mean, you had to set my mic up. That's true. That's true. You had to open my beer, so you know, one for one, I guess. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, now nah, wicked. So in this whole first podcast, we've told uh, the guests a bit about the crap news that we've <laughs> seen this week. We've told a lot of stories that about what we're going to do. Um, I think we should just scrap it. <laughs> <laughs> I think this has been a success. I really do. <laughs> I think this has been, this will be the best podcast we've ever had. <laughs> it's now best and worst because it's also our first podcast that we've ever had. Now, I know you're two beers in, but I, I am... I have a beer and a half. I'm I am, fresh. I am also a gin and tonic as well. Wow. So, this is as funny as we get, right? As <laughs> <laughs> funny as I get. That's it. Funny as I get. Now, I'm not sure if the listeners are aware, but I, I wanted to point them out. There's this great page. Well, if I tell them, then half my stories are going to be ruined. Because <laughs> they'll find it. But it's called the Watsonian Bugle. <laughs> Um, I'm leaving that in. Absolutely. Professional. Absolutely. What's only a bugle? It is one of the best Facebook pages. And we're filming in Watsonia. That's true. In the sunny streets of, of uh, 
of Watsonia. This is a retirement village. Where I live is a retirement village. I want to point something out. Yeah, there's lots of wogs here that have just gone, I, I got the big ass, but they stay because the, the grandchildren, they want to come and slip over. That's, 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 that's what they want. Well, the next door neighbour. Is that racist? Yeah, a little bit. Well, you're Italian, so <laughs> yeah, you can do fine. it. Yeah, it's fine. As long as it's your own race, you can be uh, self-hating as you want. That's exactly right. I'm Viking, so I can be, you know. Something. Um, Not real. My. <laughs> oh, sorry. There was a funny article I just saw. Um, my next door neighbour. Yeah. They're Italian. I give them rhubarb. They give me food. It's great. What a deal. No, but no, but no joke. It's a retirement village here. There's all old people that surround this house. Um, we were the youngest people by far. On the, we had a street party the other day. Mm. Did I go? No. Oh dear. Well, it's been a great podcast. I think I think we've just hit the hour mark, which is uh, not too bad for a first one. I think. Oh, excellent. We might have to cut that last bit out. Yeah, there's, there's a whole bit I'm gonna edit out. <laughs> I think of this one. Anything, everything that we've said, I'm just gonna edit. It's gonna be hi, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs> well, this has been the uh, we only do one take podcast. Uh, I've been uh, I've been Turch. I've been uh, Thorpey. <laughs> Thorpey. <laughs> what did you call me at the start? I called you Kieran. <laughs> oh, that's not my nickname. All right. <laughs> well, that's been Turch. <laughs> that's been Thorpey, and we'll catch you next time.